music. It's kind of slowing down a little bit. Now what's going on? All right. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Mike Gandolfo. This is another episode of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Oh, you're gonna switch it up today. Beer sponsor. Now wait a minute. We gotta we gotta we gotta do a little uh first off, our special guest today, John Lindo joined us. John Thoroughbred LA. What's up? Yep, all right. So we all the way from California. Uh and uh John, uh Louie and I are both Catholics. Um, Zach is not, who's our producer, but Zach is participating with us on some special health initiatives that we're taking during Lent. This is your one drink of the week, right? Yeah, I drink on the show and not at all. That's now, right, yeah. <laughs> and, and John, by the way, if you're tailgating or whatever else, do you have a drink of choice? Uh, you know what? Out here in uh, San Diego, I live in Carlsbad. Uh, there's, okay. It's the craft beers everywhere around here. So there really nice is. There's some good stuff. The beach, cold craft beer. We're good to go. I'm out in that area a lot, actually, so uh, I'm familiar with a lot of those craft beers. They're really Speaking good. Speaking of craft beer, uh, this is from our friends at Butchertown Brewing in town here, the Gianna. This is their um, there's this is their lager, kind of their flagship. So when people come to town for Derby, reminder, Butchertown Brewing just east of downtown. Uh, nice spot to chop, uh, stop and uh, get a beer. So I am not drinking any calories at all. <laughs> so I'm enjoying a cigar that Louie brought back from uh, Puerto Rico for me. Yeah. And uh, of course, I. How's am, that so far? It's it's good. It starts it off. It's my yeah. it's my pro- profile for sure. <laughs> and I've got my uh my coffee because it is, it's just warm enough to do the show outside on the screen and porch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm enjoying a John, little. John, make us make us jealous. What was the weather in San Diego today? Well, we finally had some sunshine. You know, we had a ton of rain out here for us yeah. in the last week or so. But it it was a uh, high high fifties, low sixties today. Clear nice. blue will be uh will be perfect this weekend. Sun will be shining. We'll be good to go with Santa Anita for for the, the big races on Saturday. Yeah, it was remarkable watching that weather roll in and sort of the reaction of people out there. They canceled the card like six days in advance. I've never seen anything quite like it. How bad did it get in San Diego? Was it just rain where you were? We had some rain out here east of us in the mountains. It snowed a little yeah. bit. Uh, you know, it, they got I think nine rain nine nine inches of rain in Santa Anita, just above their Mount Baldy, the mountain up there. They got uh, sixty inches of snow. <laughs> wow. Well, I've seen some of the pictures of the aquifers out there, so hopefully that helps with some of that. So, so during the week, uh, John, Louie is on ESPN uh, local radio here. All those guys on Saturday are going out to a huge beer fest that we have. Are you going to the tailspin here? Uh, I am not. You're not. How about this? I am designated driver for the school auction. Okay. On Saturday. All right. So I'm doing whatever the opposite of the beer fest is. So you're actually <laughs> like I was wondering what kind of uh peer pressure you were gonna get to break your drinking <laughs> oh, no, no, no. habit that uh so it's yeah. I got absolutely. academic team in the morning, of course. Yeah. So I gotta watch a bunch of ten ten year olds take tests and then um then I'm doing the uh, the school fundraiser. So there you go. Yeah, the he boring, did say he said game. take watch ten year olds take tests, not watch ten year olds testies. I just want to make sure that was That's extremely clear yeah. on that yeah. one too. We just yeah. want to make sure. So Especially in a day when we're going to talk about a horse that's named Shittabooey. Shittabooey? Uh, hang on. I think we're now explicit. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's just the name of the horse. Well, Shittabooey. Okay. Her name is uh, Shittabooey. Shittabooey. Okay. Yeah. All right. She's running an aqueduct. It is what it is, people. It's all right. We're yeah. going to be okay. All right. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> let's get into it and let's talk about the week that was uh, because that's where we usually start off. And we're going to go out because and Zach wants to make sure that I follow the show sheet <laughs> and don't give him any surprises whatsoever. So we're going to talk about the honeybee first. No, I'm just joking. We're going to talk about confidence game and the rebel. So let's watch this replay real quick. Mischief. Confidence game is three deep. Two back to gun pilot. Talladega is next. Reincarnate still has a long way to come. And giant mischief off the top of the turn is joined by long shot confidence game. And confidence game is now a length and a half in front. Reincarnate is trying to split horses to the outside and red route one from the back of the pack. It is confidence game. Red route one moves into second. Confidence game, red route one, confidence game. Did his voice crack in the middle of that? Uh, <laughs> he went bit. through puberty on the stretch run. A little goof on the that, roof. That's I okay. hope he's okay, by the way. Yeah? Uh, he's, he's out for the weekend. He's having uh, some personal some personal stuff going on. It's hopefully um, able to bounce back. But, yeah, no, uh, John, how much do you take in these preps when the weather is the way that it is? Um, wet paint, for example, that we're going to watch in the Honeybee has gone back-to-back terrific por- performances in the slop. It rains half the time on Oaks and Derby. Um, do you take much from those preps? Well, that's the thing. Uh, you know, you're going to get wet weather at Churchill Downs that week, whether it be the races, the races themselves or during the training. If you show you can handle a wet track, and especially at Oakland, which is relatively similar to the yeah. track at Churchill Downs, you can check that off that list of things that you have to do. So anybody that can handle it, especially a horse on the West Coast like Reincarnate who ran third in there, 
we don't even get a train on a wet track in California right. anymore. So to get on it, ship out there, handle the wet track and everything else, uh, that that he learned a lot that day. How do you think he did? Do you think he, he bounces back, runs well? What do you think his next start is? I don't know. Uh, you know, Bob Baffert, it was a Bob Baffert horse, now Tim Yachtin. And they have so many of those horses by the same ownership. They'll spread them out around the country depending on who's doing well what week. Uh, it could be anything from he could come back for the Arkansas Derby. He could stay for the Santa Anita Derby. He could go to Kentucky for the Bluegrass. Who knows? It just depends on what the others do. They've got a number of horses running this weekend as well. So we'll see. But at least now he's shown he can ship. He can handle a wet track. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think he ran really well. He learned a lot. He's always been on the lead out here. He got behind horses, ate a lot of mud, and still came running. Yeah, that that's what stood out to me is he got a ton kicked in his face and he ran along just fine. So I agree with you. I think that once in a while they need that experience. Uh, last year we watched uh, the Kentucky Jockey Club turn into a great predictor for this part of the year with um, with uh, Happy. Oh my gosh, Run, run Happy, run, um, <laughs> Smile yeah, Happy, and then, uh, White Abario and those sorts of horses that ran that two turn at uh, Churchill Downs came back ran well in the spring. Maybe this is a catalyst for him. Uh, getting a little dirt in his face, running in uh, not necessarily first position like John talked about, uh, not being on the lead and able to still put in a good run. Good I run think it's going to be interesting to me because like, if I was trying to figure this out, maybe I knew a, a horse was kind of in position to get some points. Uh, you know, Do I put him in the Louisiana Derby and if they don't get the points there, I still have a chance to run them in the Arkansas because you had the three-week split between the races uh, or two-week split between the races. You, you, could, you could still pull it off. It's, that kind of stuff too will be kind of fascinating. We saw who who did that last year. We saw a horse. Someone ran that th that Keeneland race three weeks before the Derby, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'm blanking on it. I too. can't believe who it was either. So, <laughs> um, thanks yeah. for bringing it up. I appreciate. Well, it. it's okay. Yeah, no, but uh, uh, more importantly, though, you know, a horse like Verifying who comes in fourth. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in the in the uh, Mr. White's uh, strike system, which we have not. It hadn't come to fruition, I guess, the last couple years. Because uh, it's been so weird, we we talk about it all the time. Weirdly, Rich Strike not part of the strike system. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ever since uh, John Asher passed away, we can't have a normal derby. <laughs> it's like the curse of John Asher looms over Churchill Downs. Um, but I, I do think like the undefeated as a three year old thing is a big deal. And do you take anything away from verifying with it being a sloppy track? The only part about the verifying run that doesn't bother me is that it's first off the layoff. The track is super off. I think sometimes horses just need to get a race. I think there's a chance that that's the case for him. But we see over and over, John, especially with Colts for some reason, that transition from two to three is really, really hard for the top Colts from you know being the best as two-year-olds, and then they get to the three-year-old class. They're just not as good. Well, it just depends. Some mature early. Some take a little bit longer. Yeah, I'd like to see a step forward first time out as a three-year-old. Uh, you know, you want to see these horses. Maybe they filled out a little bit, gotten a little bigger, a little stronger. And the other ones, you know, if they kind of plateaued, if they don't move forward, and the other guys are catching up. So I, I agree. You want to see a step forward as soon as possible. I filled out a little bit. Did you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Did you I'm, peak in eighth grade? I'm twice the uh, twice the man my wife married. <laughs> That's what they say. Is there anyone at the top of the Derby standings that you think is 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 interesting? John, I know you and I weren't going to get too deep into this, but you know, confidence game moves to the top. I was really impressed with uh with Angel of Empire a couple weeks ago. Um or are you more of a, hey, let's get to those 100-point races before I really get too deep into this? Yeah, as far as the horses from out here where I'm based in California, yeah. you know, they're really not getting serious till March and April. I mean, uh, again, the horses that – the majority of the good uh, three-year-olds out here were all in the Bob Baffert stable. So now they've been – most of them have been dispersed, the ones that are going to different barns. Now they're going to get serious and try and qualify for some points. We'll see where Arabian Knight shows up next. Uh, you know, he was good winning down, down in Arkansas. and. Uh, it, it just depends. Uh, we're playing catch up a little bit out here with the weather, too. Right. Uh, you know, they haven't been able to work out at Santa Anita for uh, it'll be eight days. They'll be able to work tomorrow for the first time since last Thursday. What kind of impact do you think it has when you have a horse that goes from Bob Baffert's barn to Tim Yachting's barn? I mean, do you, do you feel like it's a big deal? I mean, is, is there a huge impact? And I wanted to ask, is it does it feel different this year? Because, I mean, Derby training last year was part of the 90-day ban where Baffert couldn't even have a stable. That, uh, yeah, that's true. This year, he's on the grounds at Santa Anita, at least. Right. Do you think he's – I'm not saying he's training the horses, but he, he's got to be way more involved than last year. Well, again, uh, you know, on the record, uh, he's completely, completely out of the loop, but he can be on the grounds. He can watch those right. horses work. No question. He's just not supposed to give any advice or, or uh, you know, talk to those guys. But 
Tim Yachtin was his assistant for so many years. He knows the whole process, what they're trying to do, how they train their horses. And he watches those horses train when they're in the Baffert stable. So he know, he knows what to do with those horses. I don't know, Louie. I think things get real this weekend because we're going to see Forte. And, of course, that's when we start, you know, start to see Forte, Arabian Night. Oh, we're seeing a yeah. rocket can come yeah, back off a, a really good Holy Bowl performance. Yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm with you. About I, it. I think there's – I think that San Felipe is loaded too. So, I no, I absolutely think you're right that we're going to see more and more of the of the high-end quality that we're going to see come May. Um, Arabian Night, if you had to, you know, gun to your head, sort of just pick one, is Arabian Night on top of you right now? I love him, by the way. Yeah, I, he's he's the best one I've seen so far. I, I, I thought he was dominant uh, winning down. Again, he shipped out. He handled a wet yep. track when he went down to Arkansas. Yep. He checked off an awful lot of boxes. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see him before the Santa Anita Derby. He he did not work this past week. So the next time he works, it'll be two weeks between workouts. I don't think he'll be running in the next couple of weeks. He was the star of the Breeders' Cup Saturday besides Flightline, if you ask me. The worst kept secret in America. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was fun he being was there. Unreal. I'm, glad, I'm glad we got to see him. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible. All right, Zach, let's move on to the honeybee. Thanks to make up. Toehead is within five of the lead. Defining purpose. Wet paint has still got a long way to come. Top of the stretch and condensation is joined by tax. Grand love is in with a chance. So is Olivia Twist at the rail toehead. Condensation still in front. Grand love toehead from the back of the pack. Went paint is erupting between horses and she's come from way out of it. And now she's going to roll by and take the lead. Wet paint. Yes. Little Abel Tasman type run there uh, from the Oaks uh, in wet in wet surface there. Um, and of course, that is a style that can win the Oaks. It's just not a style that can win the Derby, right? No so. question. You don't want to be that far back in the Derby. Obviously, Rich Strike does it, but that does not happen very often. Um, but that is a style that can win in the Oaks. Again, John, it rains on half the Oaks days. Um, so wet paint with the good um, with the good form that way. She's also well bred. Uh, she's a blame, and so it's not as though this is any kind of surprise. And I also don't think. It's a happy accident that Flavian props flying everywhere to ride this horse. No, and uh, you know Brad Cox horses run big on big days. They they show up when the money's down. This filly was really reaching out down the lane, and uh, I thought yeah. she had no chance around the turn, sitting there buried on the inside. I thought, where's where's Flavian Prop going to go? Just a, a really cool ride. When he decided to go, he he cut the corner down on the fence, weave between horses. She got a lot out of that race, and I, I just think she's going to be a better filly moving forward. And, of course, follows the same – we talked about this last week. She dares the devil, same path. Will Secret, same path. Secret Oath, two of those horses won the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, Wet Paint obviously emerging right now as a horse that looks like it could be one of the favorites for the Stunner Oaks. that Godolphin would have an Oaks horse. Yeah, amazing. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. <laughs> Feel good for them. That's such a small operation. It is. You know, yeah. I, I like to see the little guys win. <laughs> In a sport where the, the big guys dominate. And, nice of course, you know, with my last name being Gandolfo, it is true. I do, <laughs> I do own most of Gandolfo racings. It's just – I don't like to publicly put that. Yeah, out that's there. not a thing we should brag about. Yeah, either. I just yeah, you know. Yeah. I appreciate the residuals, but yeah, yeah, no, no problem. They do fund the show. Um, <laughs> I wish. Oh man, not have to do that. Show I don't really anymore. know if there's a whole lot more to talk about with that, honeybee. Do you? I mean, no, she's she's great in wet conditions. I would actually like to see her later in dry conditions just to see if she can do the same thing. Um, yeah, because, that's her only question. Both yes, of the big races were on it. wet track. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a problem, but uh, again, you want to see it if you can. Yeah, I don't think she wants to be that far back against better horses later on. I think that could be a problem. You're going to have to pass all of them again. I don't think that's a winning formula, but I do think in this race, just because of what John talked about. Her daddy liked Churchill the, Downs. Yeah, well, I was at that race, well, man. Yeah, oh, no man, it was unreal. But also, I mean, part of it is, you know, the trip is the trip. Flavian made the most of the trip. She wins the race, and, you know, she's on top of the Oaks points for a reason. She'll be in the starting gate if she's healthy. You yeah. just like a, that a fact that a horse from, that ran in Indiana – it's gonna. You know, I don't think that's what it is. You, you, I think you I picked that. her two races in a row. And she's uh -huh. won both of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into a little Santa Anita preview with John while we got him. Uh, you know, we we've talked a little bit about the Baffert horses already, but uh, you know, we wanted we want to get a we got a big day out of Santa Anita. Uh, let's talk uh, about who you like this weekend um, in the Big Cap in the San Felipe in the Calor. So um, so let's start with the San Felipe. Who who do you like in the San Felipe? Well, uh, we talked about uh, Tim Yachtin. He's got five of the 11 runners in this race because four of the ex-Bafferts are in his barn. And I, I think the winner's going to come from one of those. I think Na National Treasure's the horse in here. Uh, he's got the, uh, the experience as a two-year-old. He ran third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. 
didn't have a very good trip coming off the layoff last time at Santa Anita. Got, got behind horses, took a lot of dirt, got bumped, uh, turned it for home. But he kept grinding and grinding. He only got beat a length when he never looked like he was in the race. I think mm. he'll move forward out of that. There's a lot of speed in here with Hajazi, <clears throat> excuse me, and Go Rocket Ride. Yeah. Very quick pace. I think National Tre- Treasure falls into a trip here. And uh, I think he's the one to beat. We're going to find out how good Hajazi is. He's the horse that cost $3.55 million. He looked like a different horse breaking his maiden last time as a three-year-old. First race as a three-year-old. We talked about looks like he might have moved forward from the two-year-old year. year. Uh, he has to prove he has to go two turns, and he's going to have pace pressure with uh, Go Rocket Rise. So there's, there's some things he has to overcome. But you know, if you're a numbers guy, his numbers are really good. We're just going to find out if he can take those numbers and stretch it out to a mile on the 16th on Saturday. I, I, I got a quick question. I'm seeing that like this card, there's a lot of fields with eight plus horses in these races. Does Santa Anita actually bring out an auxiliary gate for that? I mean, I know that they're not used to having eight horse fields. Um, Don't do that to John. They just have to dust off the outside seven. Is, that, is that what it is? He lives by yeah. Del He's oil, the big oil the springs to make sure they still work. Yeah, I just want to make sure that those gates do open oh, and that man. they are oh, functional. Man. I don't even know no, that part. Do you know of- what? Do you know what happened, John? Frankly, they upped the purses in these races. Yeah, they did. And, well, and look, four hundred thousand people are going to stay Felipe, home. Right? Yeah, and and the late races are half million dollar races. No, people will stay home for half million dollar purses for sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're running for some decent money here. And these yeah. are the first uh, the, the Santa Anita handicap. This is these are the first Grade One races at Santa Anita since opening day in December the twenty sixth. So it's been a while. Yeah. So uh, it's it's great to have some here uh, this weekend. Talk to talk to people uh, outside of California about what Big Cap Day is like. Is this one of those real busy at Santa Anita, thirty plus thousand, nice crowd? Uh, we've seen a couple of really big crowds already this year. Well, growing up in California, it was always my favorite day. I mean, mm. it was it was the race to win during the winter time. But then you had uh, you know the, the Dubai World Cup and then the Pegasus down at Gulfstream and now the Saudi Cup. They've they've really drained all the older horses and and we, half a million is nice. But when you're talking about twenty million in the Saudi Cup last weekend, sure. you know, so we're not going to get the A list of horses. These are not the greatest older horses around but it's a very evenly matched field and you got a field of 11 for us the horse player it's a great gambling race well i mean uh especially with baffert baffert loves to ship over to saudi arabia and, and dubai right so i mean he's i think his owners love to ship over well that, that's probably true too. <laughs> yeah right. yeah, that, yeah yeah absolutely but i mean we do i mean let's we want to talk about the the let's sure. talk about the handicap right yeah. off the bat i mean because we're gonna see you know a horse like defunded come in here who is a horse that we're probably gonna be considering can it be that older uh, dirt male horse of the year, uh, at least in the conversation, it's wide open right now. With you know, um, you know, I like Taba, but Taba didn't run great last week in the uh, in Saudi. So, uh, who do you like in this handicap? Well, you know, two of the speed horses. There's there's three in the race, but two of them are trained by Baffert, the Hopper, and Defunded. You know, they're not going to go head and head and kill each other off. I don't know which one's going to make the lead, but that that jumbles the pace situation a little bit. Uh, defunded last year when he raced at, at Del Mar, he kind of, he ran a bad one. He kind of came unglued shipping from Santa Anita to go down to the race. So when he ran well in the Pegasus at Gulfstream a couple of weeks ago, shipping across country, that tells me he's matured a little bit. He's gotten a little bit better as an older horse. Uh, he's, he's the one to beat in here. I don't trust him at a mile and a quarter. And, and, mm. and especially if you're, marginal to get the distance and you haven't been able to work coming into the race with the weather we've had there's a lot of question marks on that i'm going to go with a horse coming from out of town that hasn't had to deal with the weather issues that we've had and i like warrant in this race Uh, this is a horse from brad cox that got beat ahead in this race last year by express train he's been pointing to this race all winter got a prep race into the fairgrounds an easy win he shipped in on tuesday so he's avoided a lot of the mess that we had out here we know he's fit. Again, Brad Cox on a big day. They're going to run well. Flavi and Pratt rides. And I think he falls under a good stocking trip in here. You've got to catch the funded. A real bomb in the race, maybe you take a look at, is there goes Harvard, yeah, uh, who was just prepping for the race last time on the grass, got in all kinds of trouble, finished last, throw the race out. It, it did the purpose. Okay. He got a race that he needed to get. Uh, he won the Hollywood Gold Cup at Santa Anita last year. He beat the funded at a mile and a quarter on the Santa Anita dirt last year. So, that's a big plus. He's been pointing to this all along. He draws the rail. He ought to fall into a stocking trip. I think he's told one of the programs. There'll probably be a bigger price than that. 
and uh, there's a good he'll move forward on Saturday. I don't know how far, but he'll run a better race. Warren, of course, uh, uh, came in second in San Diego, uh, San Anita handicap last year, and uh, has a jockey named Flavian Pratt who knows his <laughs> way around the track there a little bit. He's been to the winter circle of San Anita once or twice. Yeah, yeah, once or twice. Uh, Louis- By the way, there goes Harvard in that Gold Cup. Was that day that uh, Irad just went out to LA and just like wipe the floor with everybody yeah he swept there it was that day yeah. i don't know if people remember i i like a couple of longer shots here maybe not to win john but i think at least to hit the board you think parnelli can can repeat the form that he had in the san pasquale here going a mile and an eighth he was absolutely part of that finish right there with uh with hopper and newgrange and is there any way that haywood's beach runs a big race here you know, Haywood Beach, I think this is too short. A mile and a quarter might be too short. For, I, I think he likes a mile and a half, a mile and three okay. quarters. Yeah. He, he does well in those uh, marathon races where you just, you know, it, it's kind of a one-pace grind all the way around. He's won the Tokyo City and stuff, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the, the right. race they have down at Del Mar, I think it's the Cougar okay. uh, that, that he's run well in. You know, as, as far as uh, the other horse you mentioned was which one? Uh, up top there, uh, excuse me, um, Oh my gosh, help me out. You said Parnelli. 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 Yeah. Oh. I mean, just, I mean, just, I mean, Victor Espinosa, I know he's off to kind of a slow start, but like, I just, for some reason, I think there's, you know, I thought he ran a good San Pasquale and he's, he's coming second off the layoff here out of the sheriff's barn. I just, I think with, with the weird training and that kind of stuff, that's the kind of horse that's just kind of always ready to go. Right. You know, I gambled on him last time. So okay. I, I hold, and I hold grudges. I, we got beat. <laughs> I thought he had a great trip. I thought he was going to win it at yeah. the eighth bowl. And he let me down, so uh, he's on. You know, he's on. He gets a timeout from me for this race. <laughs> Got it. Okay. He was eight to one last time. I think you're gonna. I just. I think for a price, especially if you're playing, you know, an exacto try something like that. I think he's he's a serious start to hit the board. Oh yeah, he he ran well last time, and I think he's improving. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to the kill roll roar, which is on the turf. It's a mile on the turf. Um, interestingly enough, you're gonna have to see some of these horses in this race that have raced against some of the horses in the handicap. Right. Um, you know, and making the shift over the turf uh it's a lot of familiar names in this race you know with with cabo spirit with master of foxhounds with uh Bliknikov and uh, who beats hong kong harry that's yeah. what he's trying to ask you yeah <laughs> is hong kong harry is, is he vulnerable here well he, he is for a couple of reasons and, and i love the horse i think he's fantastic yeah, he's first of all he's about as big as a as a big dog he's just a little bitty thing uh, i don't think he weighs 900 pounds so, you know, if you go to the track and you see him in the paddy, you go, well, he can't win. Then wow. you watch him, and he just got a heart as big as the racetrack. He runs extremely well fresh. Anytime off a layoff, he's almost automatic. The, the kicker is what kind of turf course are we going to have Saturday? We're off the turf tomorrow. We got nine inches of rain in the last week and a half. Yeah, right. There's going to have to be some give in the track. Is it going to help his style because he comes from far off the pace? He's the horse to beat. I think if you're trying to beat him, I'd take a shot with Air Force Red. He, he nice. couldn't make the lead last time out, and he still ran well. He's a horse, when you put him on the lead, he's very, very game. I don't see any speed to go with him to, on Saturday. I think he makes a lead in there. If you leave him alone, it's going to be awful hard to run him down the last quarter mile. So to me, you got Air Force Red in front, Turner for home, Hong Kong Harry flying at him in the last 16th of a mile, and I think that's the race. Has anyone been riding better than Juan Hernandez right now? He, you know, when we came into this meet, when you had the addition of Flavian Pratt coming right. back, Johnny Velasquez, Detori. Frankie Detori, yeah. I, I thought he might struggle as far as – and he's 20 wins in front in the jockey standings right now. He's, he's riding super. A lot of confidence, a very patient rider, and a really good finisher. Uh, you know, I'm in – By I'm, the way, he and Powell hitting together at 33%. That's, that's pretty meet. crazy. That unbelievable. Yeah. I'm intrigued. You know, we saw Royal Ship have a really big year last year. Uh, Royal Ship is no stranger to the turf races. Of course, last year, mostly on dirt. Actually, all on dirt. I think all he didn't last year, yeah. run turf last was 2021, but has had success on the turf. What do you think about the move back to the turf for Royal Ship? Well, I think he's, what, 5 for 10 on the grass, something like that. Five so you know, yeah. Yeah, you know he can handle it. He's just the horse. I never know when he's going to run a good one. When he's good, he's very good. And when he's bad, he's awful. And so ask me at the quarter pole if I like him because I'll have a lot better read at that point. Uh, you know, he won the San Diego last year and then the Pacific Classic. You know, he didn't raise he didn't raise his feet. I, he ran against Flightline in the Pacific Classic, but he still wasn't the same horse. I, I do think he runs well fresh the time off. He's training well for Richard Mandela. Uh, you know, on his best day, he can win the race. I, I just never know what to what to do with him. Is that a seven furlong turf course? So the mile is a, a furlong behind. 
It's about seven and a half. Yeah, something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah, it's not quite a mile. So you, you've got a decent run to the first turn. For the I was going to say, so for a Royal ship, being in the nine is not, not the end of the world? No, it's not awful. Okay. And there isn't a ton of speed. He's got a little tactical speed if they want to use it out of the gate. He might be the fastest horse in this field. He will not run Air Force Red early. Okay. Not oh sure early, but he might be. I mean, oh I mean, yeah. Overall, From he's pretty. From a standpoint, he he definitely yeah. fits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. Do you have a Do you have a pick? Any other part of the card that you think is you know that we haven't gotten to that you think is really good? Do you have a thought about the Santa Isabel on for, on Sunday? Anything like that? By the way, we haven't done a good job for John. By the way, we're doing a terrible job. What are you talking about? John Lindo sixty on Twitter. No, no, and he's he's with Thoroughbred LA. He's got a show on the big stick KLAA Saturday mornings for an hour, two hours on Sunday. Um, and we we expect to come on closer to Derby to talk about the Kentucky <laughs> Derby on your show. By the way, I just want to make sure that we that's can do a little good. ship and win. We'll we'll get yeah. you guys on. Yeah, there we go. all right. Um, so nine to ten on Saturdays, eight to ten on Sundays. All of that, of course, is uh, Pacific time. I'm asking John just because I know we have it available on our station. I imagine a stick like KLAA does as well. Do you have a streaming as well so people around yeah, the country can live, live streaming not only at the, the station, AM830 KLAA, and our website, thoroughbredla.com. You can listen to the show there, and you can listen to the archives. Awesome. And you've been you've been awesome on the show tonight. I might have a new favorite John <laughs> in Southern Cal that covers Southern California. Now get out of the way, Sherva. Sorry, Sherva. <laughs> and I know you're listening, Sherva. Yeah, get out of the way, Sherva. <laughs> Hi to your dog. That's John. right. Go That's feed not, your dog yeah. some flaming on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, listen, uh, a horse on – you might want to catch the opener on, on Saturday. At okay. Santa There's a horse in the first race. Conclude uh, number five on the program. Shouldn't have got beat the first time out. Uh, ran too good to lose. Ran into a good horse in Hawker. He'll win the opener. He won't be a huge price, but it'll get right. you some seed money for the rest of the card. Conclude will win the first race at Santa Anita Saturday. Nice. All right. Like awesome. Right. Well, John, man, thanks a lot for being on the show. Yeah. And I, we're, we're definitely going to have you back, if that's all right. I hope <laughs> you had fun. Know. Happy to do it, guys. As long as I'm yeah. available, I'm happy to do it. Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, well he thank navigated you the show sheet. He got into the, the streaming well, service yeah. and everything. I mean, John's dominant. He's I a mean, top three dominant. guest right now. Already. <laughs> I feel so, yeah. tech, so tech positive right now. I'm, I'm feeling good about myself. <laughs> I love it, man. You're fantastic. <laughs> well, John, we appreciate it, man. At John Lindo 60 on Twitter. Go find him. Go follow. Uh, he actually tweets quite a bit, um, which is fun because – and it's good stuff. It's not the crap you see in horse racing Twitter, which is nice. Well, so, yeah, yeah. I've, been a, I've been an owner out here for almost 40 years now and uh, you know, have a lot of stake in the game in California. So there are some things that bother me and some things I like. And we try and, you know, I'm an enthusiast. If we can help the game, we're going to try and do our best. That's awesome. what that's what we're all about, man. That's Appreciate what, exactly much, right. John. I love it. All right. Thank you, John. All, all right, guys. Right. Take it easy. See you. All right. John Lindo. Yeah. Thanks, John. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Um, all, right. all right. So uh, we're going to move on to uh, do some little bit more Louis Haney. Of course, yeah. this is brought to you by Green Sheet Racing. GreenSheetRacing.com to get all of your, uh, you know, all of your picks for the weekend or at least a little handicap and help. Uh, Louis, what is your sequence this weekend in the Late Green Sheet? Late pick five, Fountain of Youth Day, Gulfstream Park. Okay. So but I, you know what's cool? Like, what's that? This show, we're going to four different tracks this week because it's oh, that yeah, time of year, two, right? Yeah. And um, – so you can really kind of pick and choose where you want to be. I think the late sequence, for example, at Aqueduct is really playable. Okay. Um, and there are some play against at Turfway this weekend as well, which is fun. Ooh, nice. Yeah, All right. We're going to tease that a little bit. Uh, By the way, uh, I'm interviewing uh, Marty McGee from DRF tomorrow yeah. on ESPN Louisville. We're going to put that up as an episode of this podcast. Yeah, awesome. And, which is uh, great. Just some extra content for everybody. And I love having Marty on because we got to interact with him a little bit at Breeders' Cup. Uh, just you know, I think Marty's one of the reasons we're in the turf. Right I actually think that's true too, and that's <laughs> yeah. I was kind of hinting at yeah. that. It was I know that uh, he might have gone to bat for us, so it was just fantastic. And uh, and and we've had great, you know, obviously with Dan and uh, all that stuff. The people from DRF are fantastic, so uh, we love supporting. You know, and you know what's kind of cool about us? Okay, we don't like see anyone as competition. Oh yeah, no, no. I would, I mean, just like just <laughs> oh, like John was just talking about, whatever's going to help the game. Let's do it. You know. Well, plus, I mean, if you stream that show, right, and, and John's on, um, I'm sorry, pull my notes back up. Uh, they're on nine to ten on Saturday. That's noon here, man. Yeah. Just throw it on, well, right? That's easy. That eight o'clock on Sunday, throw it on. It's eleven o'clock here. That's easy. You know, nobody can tell you he's watching college basketball anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the end of the so, Ugh, it does not good around here. It's oh, so it's, annoying, it's, by the way. I got to call these crap teams. Got to stay up till eleven o'clock watching a four and thirty well, U of L team. Well, I'm doing the freaking post. Not needless show. besmirch, but they stink, Zach. They stink. Hey, Zach, did you see? Stink. Did you see stink. that the last home game? <laughs> For U of L, they lost 17 games at home this year at, U at oh. the University of Louisville, and they at halftime. Kind of lighter, by the way. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> At halftime, they had a, one of those dogs that catch frisbees and stuff like that. Uh, and supposedly the dog sucked. Like the dog couldn't, yeah, catch, couldn't a frisbee. catch a frisbee. Like the basketball team couldn't catch a pass. And so the, the guy was just going to get the dog off of the court. And the court pops a squat and takes a shit on the on the court, and it was like the and it was the probably the biggest cheer that's happened in the Yum Center all year long because it was the it was the like absolute epitome of what their season was like. So there, that's exactly what's going on. And Kentucky's not much better right now, so um, it's been it's been a rough go. Although I have enjoyed doing the post game shows, it's been a lot of fun. Um, all right, so. Um, no one knows the back door like Louisville. That's exactly what that's. <laughs> um, no, they don't know the back door. Like yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, Santa Anita, do you want to make any further picks? I I mean, don't. Okay, you're good. I really wanted to lean on John for that. That His show is really excellent. I, I just um, – there aren't – it, I should have a mic. There are, it's a reminder that L.A. and Southern California are serious horse racing markets, and, and – that they can have three hours of shows every weekend, just about California racing. Um, that's they, why we're the big. That's our biggest market. It is our biggest market, no question. High San Diego, high Sacramento, high Bay Area, high Los Angeles, and surrounding cities. Um, Two hundred and ten cities in California. We have a subscriber, which is amazing. We love you people. But uh, but, but John does a terrific job. KLAA is a big stick too. They yeah, carry the, they got the Angels games. They got the Ducks games. That's a big stick. So absolutely, um, cool that they get that uh, kind of opportunity as well. Okay. Uh, by the way, so we're going to move out to Gulfstream. That's where we're going to start. Sure. Uh, in the second race at Gulfstream, they've got a uh, horse named Principia. Okay. Have you ever heard of Principia College? Yes. Why have I heard of Principia College? Principia College <laughs> is in the same conference as Spalding University here. Oh. Uh, they're a Division three school. It's right on the Mississippi These are River. Really good. It's it really is. They're light. They you know, but they got they still have some character. I like them. Yeah. Um, I only had the cigarettes. These are much better. So. Um, but the cool uh, Principia is one of those religious schools where they don't believe in having medical care. So like whenever we played out oh, there, oh, like interracial dating is bad and and no, but like a kid would get hurt and they like they don't have any medical staff there and they're not. Is that a real? Yeah, that's where is it? It's right outside of St. Louis, on the Illinois side of the Mississippi River. Oh, Southern Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's, Zach that's, knows that's, about that. That's legit. Zach knows Southern Illinois is is not part of the United States. It's <laughs> like an uncivilized. Do we have any subscribers there? Probably not. Ones of subscribers. <laughs> they probably don't know what a horse is outside of their farms. All right. Well, let's start with the Oaks prep race here. We're going to go to the Devon Dale. Uh, this is race 12 at Gulfstream. Start the late pick three. Three-year-old fillies here, of course, because it is at Oaks Point. Again, your pet peeve. It's a mile on the dirt instead of we're starting not stretching out here. But it is a two. At 200. least they're going a mile. It is a seven for a longer before this in the uh, forward gal just bought. But it is one turn. Uh, and I, at least it's a mile. Okay. That's all I'll say. $200,000 uh, purse here. Uh, Louie, what did you like in this race? My lock of the weekend uh -oh. is in this race. Okay. Sure to lose. Her name is Red Carpet Ready. We gave her out as a single last time in the Ford gal. Remember, this is not a two-turn race. We are not looking for a horse that is going to be great over um, over the mile and an eighth uh, that we'll need here at Churchill Downs. She's a one-turn horse. I, I think that she would be a great fit for uh, the Acorn later in the year, Okay, for example. Um, and so I think that's kind of the path they'll take with her. Uh, that's out of the Rusty Arnold barn. Louis Saez right now, I've been banging on the, you know his name and, and his, his riding right now. He's 21% down to Gulfstream this meet. Huge sample size. Um, doesn't get the mounts that I read Ortiz does, but gets the big mounts. And when he gets them, he hits them. And so uh, I got her as my lock of the week here. As the three horse in race 12, uh, the Devona Dale can help you out big time, by the way. Keep this ticket skinny uh, in the pick three, or if you wanted to play longer in the pick five. Um, and the Devona Dale, not usually a, a, a good of course indication of Oaks success, right? And so, um, but it is. It's still a 50 point race. But she can still, still get in the starting gate. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh, race 13 then is a grade two. Devona Dale is also a grade two, by the way. Uh, the Mac Dyer, Dyer Mita, Dyer Mita, <laughs> uh, mile and three eighths. Easy for you to say. On the turf. Four-year-olds and up, another $200,000 purse here. Yep. Did, who did you like in this turf? Race? This is the uh, spread it out leg uh, for me. Okay. See what I did there? Leg and spread out? Yes. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Um, it is uh, – I, I did you this – do that for a lot of the male horse races. I know that. That's <sighs> true. So uh, I um, – you gelding you, look at you. Yeah. The – um. I, I did this before the, the morning line came out, and then I discovered I agree with the morning line maker, Pete Aiolo, down at Gulfstream. I landed on Astronaut on top here. Um, it, what I like to do astronaut. in marathon races, Dan, uh, Dan, Mike, I am is, Mike. Um, listen, I'm not 75 years old. You're also not a Hall of Famer. 
that's debatable. I, I got I got time. <laughs> I got time. But now, currently, you are not. So, um, I I landed on an astronaut because I think he has the ability to either get out front or stalk the pace and finish well. And in marathon races, I just want a horse that's going to be part of the mix at the end. So I landed on the seven on top ten value engineering. Um, if you want a, a more of a, a stalking closer consistently doing that uh value engineering the 10 is that horse um comes on under Jorge ortiz two second place finishes at gulfstream park both of them within two lengths so the horse is right there every time um and that was in both the the kent at a mile and a half and then a mile and five eighths in the jerkins i think a little bit less distance will actually help that horse so i think it's six to one really good value there and then i i, I uh, fell on the one highest honors because of irad and chad and i'm not gonna lie that's it that's it Horse it's, does have nice I numbers. Chad on the turf. I mean, it's just one for one at, at Gulfstream as well. Yeah. Um, ran behind Red Knight, who I, everyone who listens to this show knows I'm super high on that horse. I love that horse at Kentucky Downs, was right there with Gufo. Um, and then after that, ran in the Sycamore at Keeneland at a mile and a half, finished in the top three there, came back, ran second behind Astronaut at Aqueduct over Firm Go. It's going to be dry as bleep down there. They're going to have firm go on the turf course down there at Gulfstream Park. So I landed on 7, 10, and 1 in this leg of the race. If you wanted to add more horses, I think that's absolutely a logical thing to do. Well, you know, we always talk about how you want to fall in love with the Phillies if you love the sport. This is another class of horses that you should fall in love with because we see some horses here that run at seven years yeah, old right. i mean we've seen henley's joy run forever masterpiece has run forever uh shorty, and shorty, the shorty. horses that jump up and win these races too. absolutely one a year right yeah. or two a year something like that and then absolutely. this race is a big race i mean zulu alpha won this race twice sellers joys it's a huge race. house i mean this is yeah, this is a huge big race. time race yep so if you didn't um, if you didn't hit in the pegasus you would try to hit here Essentially. Now we are moving on to the main event, which is the Fountain of Youth Stakes, and of course we are going to be talking about Pletcher's horse here with Forte. Um, is Forte vulnerable in this race? He is. I'm going to use him, um, but I think I, I have Rocket Can on top. I, Bill Mott's doing it right now, man. He just is, and Junior Alvarado is really good on this horse. Um, showed good, <clears throat> excuse me, good form over two turns last time. In the Holy Bowl, we watched White Barrio pick off these two races last year, um, and so I, I think that absolutely can happen again. The eight to one price is the part that I cannot pass up. I, I think that if he repeats the form, um, that he can absolutely do that. What's interesting about him actually is um, his non wins have come at Churchill. Um, he, he won over the slot, but when he got dry go over uh, two turns, he didn't win. Um, before that, of course, broke his main at Saratoga. They've always thought highly of this horse. Uh, into mischief, tap it on the bottom. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I just like saying tap it on the bottom. Tap it on the bottom. Tap it on the bottom. That's a great phrase. That should be a new uh, show phrase. Oh, like drink yeah. people. And yeah. so uh, Forte, though, I am going to use because he does come out of that juvenile. He hasn't done anything wrong. All the training makes sense. They've kept him in South Florida. So he's used to the weather. It's going to be really hot when this race goes off. 88 degrees, that kind of thing. Um, shout out to my guy, Rich, who we hung out with at Derby last year. Yep. Um, is going to the Fountain of Youth this weekend. Nice. How about that? Uh, so, Rich, uh, use eight and four in your tickets. That's uh, where I landed. I am leaving. Um, is it who's the other horse here? Blazing, Blazing Sevens. Seven. I'm leaving Blazing Sevens out. I'm actually really intrigued to see what we see out of Blazing Sevens. You know, I think this is the kind of horse who making his three year old debut. He wins when Forte isn't in the field. 100. <laughs> percent That's how it works. Yeah. You you will see whether you know how some horses can improve from two year old season to three year old if, season. If John right? is right. And Brad Cox horses show up on big days, then he could have a massive show in the fountain. Yeah, sure. and then uh, so I I wouldn't be surprised if Blazing Sevens pops up here. But by the way, I'm I am intrigued by two horses running their second races ever. Okay, Mages in this race broke his maiden as a three year old seven furlongs at um at Gulfstream stretching out for the first time under Javier Castellano. That's for Gustavo Delgado, who doesn't have a stakes win, I don't think. Um, at least a graded stakes. But that horse is really interesting. It's son of good magic. We've seen the good magic horses run well. So that isn't a question for me. And then the other one uh, was. Are you sure it's Majors and Maje? Oh, isn't there another I'm one? Just Might with be you. another race. Damn it. Never mind. I All misspoke. Right. Mage, I just. Sometimes horses that stretch, they love it when they stretch out for some reason, right? They, they get in there, they hit that second turn. They've got new life when they switch leads. I just. Mage for me is a hit the board type horse here. You're getting eight to one. You get Javier Castellano down there. Uh, he's, I mean, look, not getting the best amount, still hitting at fifteen percent in the championship meet. That's that's not an accident. So um, for me, wow. uh, Mage is right there 
as far as an interesting horse to watch. Yeah, the pass over the oh, lighter. Really? It yeah, out. it went out. <laughs> um, all right, so last horse I want to mention real quick because we were super high on Cyclone Mischief going into the Holy Bowl. Sure. It pooped its pants and just did not do anything. Any kind of redeeming factor here for Cyclone Mischief, or is it just a completely – I'm not using him, but I wouldn't be mad if he ran well. No, I'd like love that. to see – I want to see yeah, Dale. The Dale at the Derby makes it better for sure. And, he, and he's apparently done things in his personal life to get a lot healthier and do those things, so it would be nice if – you know, sometimes when you, you know, how hard it is to make those changes. And so when you make those changes, it's nice when good things come to you as well. And so, yeah, it would be nice to see uh, Dale in the Derby, but I, I'm, I'm out on that horse till he shows it to us. By the way, heads up. I mean, Zach's been getting it done too, man. Zach's been sending us his, his pictures of his getting his runs in oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. You know, we're all, we're all doing our part. I love it. Um, but I've got my eating window down to four hours. How about that? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Fasting yeah. 20 hours a day. Yeah, that's good. good. You're in. You're I feel so good when I do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. You it's like the thing that fashion. makes me water and that make me feel the best of anything. It's really okay. Cool. So that is. Uh, we're gonna wrap up there at Gulfstream. We're gonna move to Aqueduct. fun card, man. I mean, loaded nine stakes at Gulfstream on Saturday. At, Just yeah. for the purposes of the show, we're not talking about all nine, but I mean, it's it is a fun card. Uh, again, Marty McGee will be on with me and Dan uh, in the morning. We'll release that as a podcast episode tomorrow. Awesome. So we're going to move on to Aqueduct. We're going to start with uh, race four, which is the one-mile busher. It is a dirt race for three-year-old fillies. There's 50 Oaks points on the line here, $200,000 purse. Any, who do you like in, in the busher? It's a shit of booty, man. Um, shit of booty. S-H-I-D-A-B-H-U-T-I, shit of booty. And um, not to be confused with Neely Bendapooty. Yeah, who was once sure. president of the University of Louisville and, Penn um, State. and now is at Penn State. That's right. Yeah. This horse, if you looked at speed figures, you would think is not great. I um I understand that. This horse is second off the layoff for Chad Brown with Dylan Davis. The two of them hitting at a crappy 40% right now at Aqueduct, uh, 33% overall. So um, I don't love that it's Dylan Davis. I'll be very honest, but I don't think this horse is in this field by accident. Practical joke. AP uh, candy on the bottom is a candy ride. So all kinds of really good, uh, really good uh, breeding here for this horse was a $310,000 purchase at the Keeneland September sale. And so obviously they think a bit of her uh, runs after that. Interestingly enough at Monmouth that month breaks are made right away by open like six and a half lengths uh, under Jose Ortiz thought enough of her to bring in Jose Ortiz to ride her that day. How about that? And then goes up to aqueduct and wins right away over that mile course. Again, uh, against La Vida Sofia, who's in this race by a couple lengths. Now, the time of 139 and four is not super fast, but I went back and watched the race. She didn't have to do anything. She just didn't have to. So if you look at the times, like purely on the times, like uh, a horse like Capella is going to be faster on times. Zioretti, who's coming out of a maiden win at seven furlongs, is going to be faster on time. I think they can kick this horse into another gear. I love the second off the layoff angle with Chad Brown. And so I'm going to take a little bit of a flyer here. I'm going to try um, Shittabuti here, the five horse at five to one. I think we'll get every bit of that number, maybe nine to two, something like that. I think that's a very nice number. Uh, last year's winner, Venti Valentine, finished dead last oh, yeah. in the Oaks. But uh, Search Results was the winner of the year before that came in second. I know you like Search Results a lot. I like the New York path to the Oaks about 700 times more than I like it to the Derby. Oh, 100%. Like maybe yeah. 800. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Plenty of very fine fillies have come out of New York. Yes. All right. Well, it's talking about that derby um, path through New York. Let's go to the Gotham, which, of course, is always a great race. Uh, grade three Gotham race. Mile, it's a mile on the dirt. Again, so it's a short 50-point race. Three-year-olds, of course. Uh, $300,000 purse. Who do you like in the Gotham? I don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Brad Cox has a chance to sweep both of these races. Eyeing Clover is making the trip from fairgrounds. It's never gone longer than six furlongs. But again, we don't have to go two turns here. We're just stretching to a mile. That horse has uh, won its last race against winners at Gulfstream Park. Or excuse me, at, at fairgrounds. Don't talk over yourself, Louie. Um, by five and a half lengths, five and a quarter lengths. Um, Frogtown was second. Not a great field for sure. But what should you do against bad fields win by five lengths that's yeah. what you should do so that's what the horse take did. care of business um reminds me a little bit of we the people last year okay who came up and won and then ran in the preakness and didn't go anywhere i think the horse is going to be more of a miler one turn seven furlong kind of horse than not um interestingly enough a son of look at lucky we haven't seen a ton of his horses compete at this kind of level um but they thought enough of the horse uh, to buy him for five times the purchase price of the breeding. Um, so that's, uh, that's always really interesting to me when the, uh, horses get that kind of money, you know, sh uh, slip Mahoney ran this uh, track, uh, ran at this track over these conditions under Dylan Davis. Uh, last time out gets Trevor McCarthy here for Brad, uh, for Brad Cox. So this would be the other Cox. Okay. 
And um, you know, if you're interested in that coming out of a maiden win, things that's an you, angle that I really you don't like. Want your wife to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, unless you know, you know, where we live, it's it's kind of part of the lifestyle. Anyways, <laughs> um, Lugan Knight is in this race, and that's a horse that people really like. Won the Jerome six to one here for Mike McCarthy. I don't think you're gonna get six to one on that horse. Um, I don't know if people are gonna gravitate to the Brad Cox runners. Um, but that's a really, really good night, a good number on uh, Lugan Knight. And then uh, up top here, Carmel, Carmel Road is in this. That's the Baffert shipper here. It's coming out of Los Al, finished behind uh, Practical Move um, in the Los Al Futurity, the grade two. They're running Practical Move in the San Felipe. So they thought enough to get this horse away from him in the San Felipe. So if you're into that kind of angle where the Baffert horse ships to get away from other horses, which we've definitely been into before. Uh, that's who you would use. So I think it's a really, really wide open race. Um, and so get, you know, if you, if you feel confident about um, a price, you know, uh, John Avila or one excuse me, who uh, trained the official mascot of this show. Uh, who won the Tampa Bay, oh, excuse me, the, uh, the same as yeah, a little King Guillermo. Oh, yeah. Um, has Mr. Swagger in here. I was looking up something else. You're good. Yeah. Just broke his maiden. They're throwing the blinkers on, which is interesting. Uh, but the horse was in a stretch duel all the way. His first time out and goes on wins. Okay. Keeps Olivero in the saddle here. Um, I'm interested to see Mr. Swagger. If you wanted a longer price, 10 to one for a guy, Juan Avila, who's won a 50 point race before. That's all I'm saying. Um, maybe he's got him in a good spot here. So uh, use all as many as you can. <laughs> all right, we are we're going to go to our fourth track, Turfway Park, uh, for a little bit of action here. We they, got a, uh, announced today five more years of the Jeff Ruby Stakes, sponsored by Jeff Ruby. There you go, seven hundred thousand dollars in that person. People be loving some Jeff Ruby. They do love Jeff Ruby's. You're not wrong. You're not a Jeff Ruby's guy, right? Uh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm, where do you go for a stake here? It, well, if money doesn't matter. If, well. My, let me just say, if I got a fine dining, Brennan's Catch Twenty Three. That's your place. Is the place for me, and yeah. they got a good steak actually. Oh, okay, but it's really more more known seafood. for their seafood. Yeah, but it's that's where I'm that's where I'm going to go uh, if I have the choice. So, yeah. No, but steak. I asked about steak. If I want a good steak, you know, do, do, I like do, pats. Do, 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 do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you know the local pat. We have a Delphi's. You are a Delphi's. Yeah. yeah, I I can yeah. see that. Okay. You know, like cooking those. a lot of butter. That's all right. No, that's their song. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Pat's, is. Pat's is outstanding. Pat's is good. Pat's is Pat's is the best I've had in Louisville. Yeah, yeah. if you get Jeff upstairs and Pat's. Place. Yeah, yep. and we got we got it all. We got the Mortons. We got the the Ruth Chris. We got all the the you know Malone's is good and all those kind mm -hmm. of places. And but um and they, listen, you're not going to go hungry in Louisville. I've had a sure. really good steak at Jeff Ruby's. Will not lie. Very no, it's like it's very, very good. It's a good yes. place. Yes. Um. All right, the Cincinnati. I mean, I don't like it as much as Blankenbaker does. Right? I mean, Blankenbaker lives. <laughs> he doesn't there. actually go. That's, he doesn't. That's the joke. Oh, okay. All right. He, he just talks about it. All right. Uh, he goes where it's free. All right. Well, maybe I, you know, as Big Dog. How about that? Big Dog's there all the time. He, he loves it. Yeah. All right, the Cincinnati Trophy. Man, that's a joke for like five people. Or something. I don't. I don't care. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the Cincinnati Trophy is a mile in the synthetic, a three-year-old filly race, twenty I, Oaks points. I appreciate it. This was a six and a half furlong race last year. And now it's, and now now it's, it's a two-turn race. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're actually paying attention. Now it's good. By the way, on their website two years ago, it was Cincinnati Trophy. There wasn't even an H in the trophy. And they and I mentioned it in the Los Angeles Times, and they didn't change it because they didn't care. <laughs> Who do you like in this race, Louie? Man, I'm, I'm throwing a horse. So this is where I'm tossing. Okay. Fun and feisty's out. Now, the eight. if this was a mile and a 16th, I would feel different. There would be a run-up to the first turn. Okay. But at a mile, she's going to have to do either a lot of work early. You don't like her outside post position? I hate the outside post position for okay. her. Over the mile turf, excuse me, the mile track at Turfway, to me, being inside gives you much, much more of an advantage, in a, in a, especially in a high-level field like this. Your dog is watching us do the show like, dude, why are you not letting me out there? It's well, like, listen, this great, this great thing <laughs> wants to sit. It thinks it's a lap dog. I mean, it is incredible. So uh, I'm tossing fun and feisty who did win the Pocahontas last year. Um, so I, I, I'm not saying that she peaked as a two year old. That's not what I'm doing. I just I would not lean on her in the nine hole. Also, Kenny McPeak off the layoff. That is not his strong suit. That's not what he does. Well, does lots of things very, very well. That ain't it. Go inside. Go skinny. Go botanical. The three Bolsara, the four. That's uh, Michael Trombetta uh, with Bolsara and Brad Cox with Botanical. He grabbed Chris Landeros for this ride, and I think that's really telling because the two of them at Turfway, 26%, and that is a – Brad Cox has his guys at, at every course, and in this case, uh, it's Chris Landeros. Gerardo Corrales, who is one of the great riders since Turfway went to the new surface, 
um, is on Bolsara the four. So if he gets a good trip there, um, we'll be good to go. Bolsara last time at Turfway, one under Gerardo Corrales. They tried around the turf down at um, uh, down at Gulfstream Park in the, the Swedish chant, which is a grade three. Didn't work out as far as getting in the money. She did finish fifth by four lengths, so not a terrible run. They're over a mile and a 16th on their turf course. Comes back up. It's going to get back on the synthetic. Has been training on the synthetic. Very good times. And so I would just go three and four here. All right, so uh, the last race we're going to talk about today is the John Pataglia Memorial. This race is named after John Pataglia, who is Mike Pataglia's father, the former general manager of Latonia Downs, yeah. not yeah, right. the convicted murderer, uh, John Battaglia, who was put to death in the state of Texas for killing his two daughters in the act of revenge for uh, for his wife leaving him. Uh, so not that John Battaglia. It's more the, it's the good John Battaglia, not the bad John Battaglia. Um, this is a mile and 16th on the synthetic, of course. Three-year-olds, $150,000 purse, 20 derby points. This is a lead-up to the Jeff Ruby stakes that we just talked about. Who do you like in this race? Interesting. Another Baffert shipper here, but landed in the Brandon Walsh barn. Okay. With Gilmore, who was the favorite in the El Camino Real Derby. Are you a fan of the movie Happy Gilmore? Yes. You like Adam Sandler? Yes. Are you going to go see him when he's at the Yum Center here uh, in a couple No. Days? Okay. That show's not for me. His movies are for me, though. His yeah. movies are great. Yeah. I mean, if you're sure. our age, you love Adam Sandler movies. You also, I, I think there's a certain time and place for those movies. Okay. Like? Like every day? No, like Bad Week, Saturday bunch of bourbon sit down watch yeah. happy gilmore right yeah i mean there's but there's some all-time lines and in, in all kinds what's of the best movies. what's the best out of Sandler? oh and the, the best uh happy gilmore line is you know <laughs> when he's talking to chubbs and chubbs is talking about how he can't he could they wouldn't let him play on the pro tour he's like why because you're black he's like no damn alligator bit my hand off <laughs> and he's like oh my god that's the best i love that or the bob barker scene is billy madison a better movie billy no happy gilmore is a better movie than billy madison is it yeah, one hundred percent. Zach, you can you can weigh in this. Yeah, Zach can jump in. I I'm seeing Zach is not an Adam Sandler guy. Oh well, I mean, it was in my formative years. Um, the Water Boy's better than both of them, by the way. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> Happy Gilmore's a better movie than The Water Boy. The Water that Boy has true. has the crutch of Louisiana humor. Oh, it's so good. I think stereotype humor is funny, but not for a whole movie. Okay. Yeah. I think Billy Madison's the best of those three. What I thought Big Daddy was an underrated movie. Big Daddy's underrated. Underrated I, movie. You know. Plus, I think yeah. Leslie, what's her name, is pretty cute. Okay. Yeah. Leslie Mann? Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the hottest of hot takes and say Adam Sandler's best movie is You Don't Mess with the Zohan. Oh, that, that is not. <laughs> I didn't no, see that one. Is it you good? Talk, oh, you want to talk about a hot chick. Who's in that one? The The man. Because who's the who's the who's the happy Gilmore? Who's that woman? Oh, uh, she's in. Uh, it's a it's the same person from um, from Modern Family yeah, who plays she, the mom. She, Bowen. Yes, Julie Bowen. She's beautiful. Yeah, I mean she's just objectively beautiful. I mean, I guess she's not really she's not really my type. She doesn't really do it for me. But the the uh, doesn't do it for you. She doesn't do it for me. What does um, that mean? <laughs> the, it's not Zach's type either, but he gets it. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> you know, she's not it. Julie so Bowen. the. The I don't even more really of a know. court girl or a guy or what? No, I'm not. <laughs> this, the Zohan chick, the Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Oh yeah, she, yeah. she she's also like on, shriek, shrieky. Also yeah. on, uh, um, on Entourage, and she's she super was, hot in that movie. Okay, what'd you say, yes. Zach? So I said she's also she was also on Entourage. Um, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But the, the real best Adam Sandler movie is The Wedding Singer, like hands down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She, like that, the rest Drew of them are great. Definitely They're not funny the hottest and, out of the group. And, if you're looking for like the more rudimentary, like you know, potty humor, Adam Sandler, those are those are the classics, right? <laughs> Billy Madison, yeah, right, yeah, Big yeah. Daddy, Mr. Deeds, whatever. But like, if you're looking for Mr. Like, Deeds is underrated. <laughs> yes, uh, I think if yeah. you're looking for ensemble cast that just hits home runs the whole time, that's it. I mean, Bridget's company had the the filthy mouth wedding singer guy show up for their christmas party the Whoa. guy who does that whole from the like, same guy from thing. the hangover yes yeah it's so good <laughs> yes. and, so and, good and, and like that movie had so many classics and like the quotability the lines like yes lots of adam sandler movies have them but stuff like you could have told me that yesterday. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or the Mr. Deeds line, you know, when he talks to the old lady and says, I just inherited like, you know, $50 billion or whatever. He's like, don't go spend it on some fancy record player. <laughs> oh, yeah. and then Steve Buscemi uh, cameos and all those are just Gosh. like, <laughs> but you, you people not to kill. I'll, and Billy I'll say this. It, 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 you can knock Adam Sandler as an actor, as a whatever, but that man can drive the best people into the room when he makes a movie. Like he can find those people. Norm McDonald was a bit actor in Billy Madison, dude. The yep. guy's amazing. Yeah. Like he, he, he just, he is so good at like keeping that community together. And I mean, even John's after... going to listen to this episode and be like, what the hell did I get on? I, it doesn't matter. I'm on camera. dealing with these jackasses. <laughs> even but, after uh, Rob Schneider went off the deep end and just went yeah. like totally crazy. Adam Sandler's still like, it's cool. I'll put you in my right. movies as joke. Look, by the way, on his uh, Adam Sandler course has gotten really heavy on the Netflix side, but the the yeah. movie Hustle where he's the basketball agent is actually yep. pretty good. Mm. Uh, and I'll, I'm gonna. I haven't seen the one with the, the Diamonds movie. What's that called? The Diamonds. I don't know what you're talking about. He just did the movie in New York. Gems? Zach. Uh, Hidden Gems. Yeah. Hidden Gems. Hidden I haven't Gems, seen that yeah. yet either. Um, I'll and I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna drop the ball right. Or I'm gonna put a nail in the, in the coffin with the Adam Sandler talk right here. Uncut. Peeing in your pants is cool. You consider me Miles Davis. Okay. Um, it's killer. Line. It's Gilmore the horse. Then is that it, or are you gonna spread? I think Gilmore's. Let's, go, let's at, get back to talking about horse racing. No, I think you use <laughs> Gilmore for sure. I think there are some other horses in this race though at longer prices that are interesting. Bromley's in this race, for example. They ran him in the LeCompte. Didn't like the dirt. They're bringing him back to Turfway Park where he broke his maiden. Um, excuse me, he broke his maiden at Churchill. Then they bring him to uh, to Turfway. He wins a sprint. So he tried sp uh, stretching out last time for the first time under Paulo Lobo. So I, he at least has the experience of going two turns. It didn't go well. I'm interested to see if getting back just to the synthetic in, in general will be better for him. Um, but he did not have a good race. Uh, that was the one that Instant Coffee beat uh, two fills, by the way, if people are remembering. So he's interesting. I don't know if I'll use him. A horse that I will absolutely use is American Speed. Uh, Brad Cox and Chris Landeros again. That horse ran second last time and was just an absolute. I don't know what happened there, but he was in position to win and didn't win the race in the Leonidas. And so I'm interested to see if he's able to come back. There's a little bit more distance here. I'm wondering if that tracking will, you know, with a little of a push from Chris Landeros, if it's a little better that way. I just don't know. But if it goes to form, Gilmore's the best horse in this race, and that's fine. Another horse coming in here, though, that's interesting. One on debut um, sprinting. They stretched him out the first time against winners last time in an optional claimer at uh, Turfway Park for Ben Colebrook is Luan Machado's Scooby Quando. Okay. So if we're going to do Scooby names Quando. today, Shitabuti and Scooby Quando would be our all-name team. Okay. Um, I can't bet that that double. They won't let me. The Aqueduct people don't work with the Turfway people. Tell I mean, me. get it together. Why is there not a Busher Bataglia double? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> the sport's going in the toilet. I mean, come on. Um, but improved, actually, last time out, I thought. And uh, was right there to win. If that horse had won last time, I wonder if we're not looking at that horse. It's like 4-1. to one. He's 6-1 to one instead. Juan Machado, sneaky good at Turfway Park. Hits across the board all the time. 13% winners. Um, interested to see Ben Colbert not having a great meet there. Um, but was a 14% trainer last year. And so... Um, I, I think Scooby Quando is your long shot here, but I do think Gilmore is the play. And since I will give no credit to the synthetic road to the Kentucky Derby, even though it produced the Derby winner <laughs> last year, I'm going to take my boy Antonio Sano, uh, who's got oh, congruent. So no, let's get go. it, Gunavera revenge right here. So let's go for it. Uh, who's he got? A, a congruent. Oh, okay. Who's actually not really going to factor? Brendan it. Walsh is the Brad Co is the uh, is the Bob Baffert of this race. He's got like four inners. <laughs> um all right so i'm gonna go ahead and say this is our best show ever 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 this was fantastic zach thanks for everything today john it's our best show ever best show ever just drops it <laughs> just you know this is it well john was great john, john Lino, was fantastic john Lino, uh, 60 on twitter go find him thoroughbredla.com and i know you liked your beer but just you know let's let's uh, yeah, we'll talk again. Nice um the gianna um it's their italian style lager um it is like it is if a if Peroni made love to a small craft brewery in Louisville. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I like anything Italian. You had this before. You like it. Yeah, it's really good. It is a good beer. Yeah. Uh, and I, I won't tell you right now, Zach, I am a little hurt, though. Louis asked 
to also have some bourbon tonight along with his beer. It's 8.54. Where am I going? I pulled out <laughs> some Weller 107. You're not supposed to pull out Weller 107. Oh, I would have right. drank yeah. that bottle to the dregs. I would have drank that. <laughs> he hasn't even cracked it open. You know, it's like it's talking to John my, my bourbon's not good enough for Louie. But talking to John no, Lindo. No, my Weller 107 <laughs> is not good I mean, enough we, for Louie. We gotta lean into the sponsors. Louie's drinking that great beer, but okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right, guys. If Weller wants to sponsor us, that'd be cool. I, yeah, I do want to say, I, I say th- this episode comes in number two for three reasons. Or three three words. Ready? Dan Issel nipples. Shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Dan Issel's nipples. Someone suggested we do a spring break edition of the horse racing happy hour. I would do that. In a well, and I'm like, no. <laughs> we should actually the Mardi Gras version with the beats. You know, yep. do something along that line. Yep. Issel showed up like a minute. champ, dude. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. Absolutely. Just dominated. Yeah. And we're hoping that Dan comes back for our derby coverage. We're going to see how that kind of on that. You know, we'll get all that stuff squared away. And uh, chance, you know, my uncle's coming. By the way. Oh yeah, oh, sixth yeah. floor. Let's go. Let's do it. We get those passes. Sneak everybody where we are. Yep. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Darren and Zach, you're coming town, right? Oh yeah, I will. I will. All right, that's what, what it's all about. Um, we're and we're gonna be at Preakness too. By the way, we're I'm doing, excited about it, man. Our only show will be Friday of um. Well, our only. I shouldn't say that. Do you want to do a Preakness Day show? season? Oh, Preakness Day show for sure. We okay. have to do a Preakness yeah. Day show. Okay, so yeah, well, we're doing a two-hour Black Eyed Susan Day show. And we can preview the whole. We can literally take weekend. the setup we have going on right here and do our preview show. Yeah, and Dan Owen's going to be on. John Piastic will jump on with us. I'm going to try to. I'm trying to line up the horse racing guy from WBAL. Okay. Yeah, I I, I followed him for years. Do you I, know I what his name is, or uh, I am totally blanking on it right now. All right, so horse racing guy for WBAL. <laughs> we we love you, uh, <laughs> WBAL. Yeah, um, um, but they're the WLAA of uh, Baltimore for sure. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put a bow on this one. We're gonna pay the tab. Get out of here. Thanks for listening. This has been the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Yeah. Not good. They can't stay out of clink. Stay out of clink. Closing Close. time. Open all the doors and let.